Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Food for Thought. So today is a very special episode. And as part of our Ask the Expert series, I can't quite believe this is happening. And I'm having to pinch myself a little bit at the incredible guest that we have coming on the show today out of the goodness of his heart to hopefully share his story, help us all. And he is an expert in his own right. I'm thrilled to have partnered with Mindful Chef in this second series of Food for Thought. Mindful Chef is all about convenience, quality and balance, delivering simple, nutritious and sustainably sourced fresh recipe boxes straight to your door. With dairy-free, gluten-free and vegan recipes available, there is something for absolutely everybody. And what's more, for every meal sold, Mindful Chef donates a school meal to a child in need you can save £20 across your first two boxes from Mindful Chef, plus get a free cookbook from the founders by heading to mindfulchef.com forward slash food for thought. Or if you use the code from this podcast, food for thought, when you order your first box, that will be applied. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to Food for Thought a podcast on a mission to equip you with all the evidence-based advice you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, a registered nutritionist, master practitioner, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode of this second series, I'll be joined by special guests, all of whom can be considered authorities in the world of well-being so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest versions of ourselves with trusted expert advice. Gary Barlow is one of the most successful British musicians and songwriters of all time. But 15 years ago, as he himself admits, he hit rock bottom. He was out of work and unhealthy. His mental and physical health were at an all-time low and he struggled to see a way out. Faced with an uncertain future in music and other cruel twists of fate, Gary turned to food. For nine years, he struggled with his health and went on every diet imaginable. Fasting, extreme dieting and binge eating led him on a downward spiral for which he eventually sought professional help. That was the moment he realized that he wanted to change his life and his relationship with food. 
So thank you for joining us. Hello, Gary. Hi, Brian. How are you? Gosh, I'm really good. I'm really good. I think um, this podcast has come about at a perfect time because I know that we're talking about your book today yep. and your life. Are you ready? And to- Also, I'm training to go on tour at the moment, so oh, it's a good wow. time to talk about sort of preparation. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's, a, it's definitely a time where, because I'm about six weeks away from starting the tour now, and they're always... Gosh. They're always fairly long and very intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, to, to, just sort of that that pressure of knowing every night you've got thousands of people who've bought tickets. Of I want to be on there feeling super healthy, mm. super fit, um, prepared, yeah. and, and just in a good place physically yeah. and mentally. So it is a good time to be talking about all well, this stuff. Well, as you've just touched on physically and mentally, and yeah. that's the huge kind of important thing because, I mean, going from... You've been from a dark place to an incredible place, reigniting a huge career. You're going on tour again. I saw you last year, I think it yep. was. Oh, my goodness, Gary. Where do you get that energy from? Yeah. It's, well, listen, I have to say, uh, first and foremost, 50% of our shows is the audience. Aww. And and you've stood in the middle of them. They are a very <laughs> keen supportive faithful beautiful audience i agree um so so some nights i must say some nights you know obviously like like a tuesday night or something you can go on and feel like am i ready for this tonight you Mm. feel that roar come from Mm. the room and they get you up there no they were absolutely incredible i couldn't believe the energy i felt the vibes from everyone else it was amazing and as someone that has spoken out publicly about the different diets that you've tried i mean that's something that what would you say to anyone, like even one of your fans out there, who was considering going on a diet right now? What would you tell them? Because you've been there. Oh, it's a it's a really um, scary word, diet. Yeah. Um, it, it worries me still to use it, really, because um, after doing, I, th- I think I calculated, and this is actually quite sad. I've calculated somewhere in the region of about nine years where I just did diet after mm. diet after diet. Yeah. And for anyone who's been on a diet, um, they're not pleasurable things, mm. diets. No. They always make you feel like you're constantly trying to catch up, that you, 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 you never feel in a place where you're congratulating yourself. You're always only ever looking at what you've done wrong in a day. It's not a good... It's not a good mindset, I don't think, if you're on a diet. Yeah. Um, so I, I tend not to refer to them as that. I tend more to refer to the way I exist now as, as, a, as a lifestyle thing. And I know, again, that we all overuse that word when we're talking about how we live. But it is really a lifestyle for me now. And it, it's one that I've, I've, I've come to love and um, and when whenever I'm forced to deviate from it, because I never choose to, if I'm ever caught unawares and I end mm. up eating something I wouldn't normally eat, the way it makes me feel is 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 it's not a good advert for those sort of foods because my body's not used to eating mm. like trashy food now. So when yeah. when when I mistakenly have some, or I feel terrible, yeah. and and actually also. I mentally feel terrible because yeah. it it instantly takes me back to that place where I was just I just hated myself, yeah. and so so it 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 breeds you know doing diets eating badly they they breed bad things yeah so negativity I, I always try and 
talk about when everyone asks about diets is like it's more like this is the way I am and the way I eat now yeah. rather than it, this is how I'm going to eat until I've I look a certain way. I think you've nailed it there. It, it, and that's one of the biggest things to come to realization with is that actually diets are all about restriction a lot of the time. And the mindset on it is very, very different to somebody that wants to nourish themselves and feel good about themselves. It's the complete flip reverse. Yeah, it is. And and, and also when, because when, cause, cause actually I, I have, um, you'll be proud of me <laughs> when I it. say this, or, <laughs> or actually in shock, but I do have a private clinic of my own own okay. my mates right <laughs> and now patients who come to me saying I'm in a mess oh I, Gary I, I'm, I'm in you know I'm in my 40s yeah. and what, what do I do yeah how do you do and, it and the one the one thing I always because believe me I do first say go and see someone who's qualified I, I don't doubt I that. promise <laughs> you I do but the second thing I say is um is that rather than of making a list of things you can't eat anymore, sit and write a list of things you think you should be eating more yeah. of. So yeah. I do believe that when you sit and write a list of those things, then you'll probably be full after eating all those yes. things <laughs> and you won't need anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but look look at look at a change of eating like mm. right, what do what should I be eating more of? Because yeah. most of us know really what we should be eating yeah. more of. Yeah. Um, and once that becomes clear, I think it's easier to find yeah. a, a path through it. I think that's so inspiring. And I know so many people are gonna take so much away from what you have to say today. And do you think that a lot of where you came from on your journey, did that originate from the music industry? Like pressures to look a certain way doubting your own body image um all the above mm. i think mm. uh, actually probably contributed to to all of those those parts uh, yeah. you, you know the the biggest the probably the biggest issue i had was was i just wasn't educated yeah in, in, in at no point of my life did i ever sit and really study why foods make you a certain way why and why it, yeah it, it's it's something i never really I, I sort of took it for granted um so when it came to a point where i had to turn and go oh dear how mm. have i ended up like this how do i get out of jail mm. i didn't have any of the answers yeah. um so at that point that's when i started to read these books yeah uh and and i do believe in in because all these or you know all about these yeah. these but everyone has a different way of doing the same everyone's problem. unique yeah but totally. there, there often was little bits of things that i took from each one that were actually good yeah as well yeah um but but like i say i, I definitely don't want to go back no. being told what to eat from a book anymore. no i mean i think what you've just said is very valuable to people that take a bit from everything and then make it your own so empower yourself and I think you even mentioned um, that you'd previously written about your battles with this before around 15 years ago but you're persuaded not to talk about it do you think back then let's say 15 years ago there was a bit of a kind of hush hush you know we can't talk about that especially being a man perhaps because it's even harder to speak out I think than being a woman sometimes you know what? It's it's an in, it's an interesting conversation. We're definitely all these years later in a little bit of a better place yeah. as to as towards sort of understanding of one another. Yeah. Um, but I I had a really interesting thing happen to me. I wrote a little bit about it in my book mm. that I ended up um, 
uh, being being um, treated by a doctor in Los Angeles, yeah, and remember. and he was actually treating me for exhaustion. Mm. That that was the thing. Mm. Um, but the one thing he he that that still has stuck with me from um, till now is that he said um, that this. He said, "Do you know what my, my this is ninety percent of my job is treating people because they're burnt out, yeah. exhausted." Um, stressed mm. and he said most of them are, are the CEOs of these big companies and when he writes what he's treating them for he has to write a completely different thing because of the board because of yeah. the, their bosses and the demands and, and and can we have this person leading this team of people because mm. he's suffering from exhaustion of course. It, it, it's crazy yeah. and, and so you know Part of me says, yes, we should all be able to voice yeah. how we're feeling and what's wrong with us and all the rest mm, of those things. Mm. But there's definitely a world out there where you probably still have to hide it in, in some in some respect. Yeah. You shouldn't have to, but mm. possibly people do. I think that's a very good analogy to use. And actually, I, I think it is still very present because we're meant to have, I don't know if it's a British thing, the stiff upper lip kind of, you know, we must power forwards, but people maybe perceive your current situation as a weakness. Yeah. And actually, it takes a lot of courage to go and talk about it and deal with it. And I think everybody has a weakness. If you yeah. look at it that way, we're only human and we should embrace those kind of aspects mm -hmm. in our life. But if we go back to when you'd mentioned as well that you'd put on a lot of weight and you actually suggested it made you feel invisible in the book. Mm -hmm. So I was very touched by that because obviously I see a lot of clients in my clinic and I had so many of them saying, have you read this book? And they also saw that I was reading it on my social media platforms, said, I'm not alone, you know. Wow, if someone like Gary Barlow can go through this, suddenly I don't feel like an inadequate human being. Mm. Could you kind of describe that? phrase i know it's a bit of a sensitive subject yeah and and possibly um because a, a lot of these things you feel when you're when you perceive yourself to be in a in a bad place yeah. um they're often just going on in your head mm. um it, it it's it, it's a funny I, I i can particularly remember the day when um, I always call it Fat Day, um, um, I possibly should rebrand this at some point. <laughs> no. It's not such a popular word but anymore. Like, do you know what? It's what uh, it means to you. Isn't yes, it? that's it. Yeah. So, but it was the day I sort of admitted, "Oh dear, I've I've got to get healthy. Mm. I've got to go and see some." And and the one, <laughs> the the sort of surprising, the surprising feeling I had was I was so disappointed in myself I couldn't believe for someone like who was so driven there's someone who always knew where they were going who always planned who always had a plan for everything yeah. and a solution yeah I found myself in this place mm. and it shows it can happen to anyone yes. that your life can run away with you but the most important thing about anything, and and it and it might be putting weight on, it might be getting to a place mentally where you feel great, whatever it is, wherever you find yourself, it's not about where you've landed. It's about how you climb back up. Mm. That that to me, that is your time to go. Who am I? 
I know who I am. I'm the fighter. I'm going to mm. come back from this. And and you might need a leg up from the person next to you and mm. a bit of a, a hold of the hand from the person to the left. But when you get back up, you will be better from going through that experience, what you've learned from that experience. And, of course, I'm looking at it now from a very positive place. Yeah. But... It was. It's a very. It, it. It's not. I don't look back on the, that time with utter sadness. I look back on it as a time where I really became myself. Yeah. That was really the building blocks to to getting back to who I am today. Wow. It's it's absolutely kind of riveting to hear it being put in that way. And I think for a lot of people listening, it is how you climb back up, mm. because every situation is also relative to you. So like you said, you perceived yourself as, well, I'm I'm successful, I taught myself to play the piano, I can do anything, you know, I can really, if I set myself a goal, I'll achieve it. So it feels like an even bigger kind of hurdle to climb when you've let something slip to the side. Yeah. Definitely. But when it comes to the most harrowing part of the book that I would say, which is when you, you did find yourself in a state of complete extreme anxiety and panic, what what did you do? What happens when you get to that ultimate... I don't know what's going on with my body. I, I don't really understand what's happening. Well, I think for for me, that period was a period of re- really intense work um, mm. and to the point where you'd go to bed with the sound of music still ringing in your ears and then you'd wake and can go back to that place and continue. Work. Yeah. Just continuous stress and work and being responsible for people and feeling the weight of responsibility. And I'm talking about a position which I know a lot of people who are listening to that are already in. Mm. And I think it's really important to, uh, when you've when, when I found myself really quite ill at that mm. point, I was really experiencing thoughts and feelings and physical conditions I'd never felt before. Yeah. I mean, I really felt like I'd, I'd got like a, a really bad illness mm. um, is that I, I had to look at my environment. Mm. I had to look at where mm. I was and how I was working. Yeah. And, 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 and really it was, it was a, a lesson to me that you've just one man. Yes, <laughs> you are. We're, 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 <laughs> we're very fragile things mm. as humans and you think you're invincible, but yeah. guess what? You're a little bit older now than you used to be. <laughs> And I'd just taken on too much. Well, you were in a period of time where I think you... Was it when you were working with the Jubilee? That was another huge pressure. I mean, the weight of the country is on your shoulders, Gary. There was everything happening. And and often, you know, it's not the bigger things. It's actually the smaller things that take Mm -hmm. up. It's not... You don't... You can't look at anything and and say, oh, that's the biggest thing. That must have been creating the most Mm. problem. In fact, the Jubilee was one of the easiest things yeah. at that time. But it, but but the the smaller things, which are more difficult, then affect the other things which you're enjoying, and it, it's it's like this big puzzle all of a sudden. Yeah. And you find yourself also going round in circles. And yeah. it's how long can you repeat, repeat, repeat until you eventually fall over? And what you nailed again is the environmental factors. Yeah. So I see so many people that think, oh, it's just this one cause. No, it's not. If you are stuck in a cobweb or yeah. you are in the middle, there's yeah. a whole lot of different things that are keeping you trapped yeah. where you cannot get out. But you're also a family man. Yes. And it's something that, I mean... I saw my kids 20 years ago. They're doing great, <laughs> I believe. The last time I wrote to them, 
<laughs> Gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> well, the sad reality is there probably is, unfortunately, situations like that out there. But you are a wonderful father. And do you think you try and teach your children now about all the lessons you've learned in life? How do you encourage them to be living a healthier lifestyle like you are now? Well, I'm I'm proud to say that our middle child Emily yes. is is uh, she cooks from your book. <gasps> Does she? Um, uh, she's one Thanks, of Melissa Emily. Hemsley's biggest oh, fans. She loves Melissa. Melissa's um, recipes. We love she Melissa. is. She works out every day. Yeah. She is. She she will not have anyone else cook her meals. She has to cook them herself. Mm. She, I don't know. She, there's 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 a there's a generation of these. You know, what, whatever you feel like you're doing, and I know I'm the same, you feel like sometimes you're not touching people, believe me, you are. There's there's this whole world now of the next generation where they're smart, they're yeah. coming through, and they know what they want, yeah. they know who, how they want to look and who they want to be. And I'm so pleased because she's doing it in the right way. So I'm very proud of her. It's a tricky one with, with food because yes. you, do, you don't want to <laughs> tell children how to eat. And I do, you know, I, 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 at some point all of them have worried if they're not having enough vegetables or whatever. Oh, but, but, but probably do. all of us, even I do, Gary, and I'm right. a nutritionist, oh, yeah. you know. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, they, they do actually find their own way, which is which is nice. Yeah, it's. I think it's, it's wonderful to hear. And I know that you're on a journey with your fans at the moment and you do um, Barlow's Boot Camp, yes. don't you? Can you just tell us a little bit about Barlow's Boot Camp? Well, do you know what? In some respects, it's it's how the book started because, yeah. um, like, if if you this social media thing has been really interesting for me as a an huge artist. Adjustment, yeah, I'd like to. Touch well, on well, that. just because you know, I I always felt like I could never. That's why I love doing concerts so much. That yeah. that it was always felt like my audience was always a step away from me. It was never, mm. it was all, it was, it was either I was on TV to try and get to them or I was talking to a journalist to try and get to them. They were never mine. They were never yeah. right there. And all of a sudden things like Twitter and in, they're here now. Yes. They're right in front of me. And I think that's one of the lovely things about it. Mm. And so as as Twitter sort of evolved, I started to look down my feed, and I can promise you, if you went on my feed now, every other message is about food and health. Yeah, I'm in a bad place. I know. Yeah, you've you've we've seen you change your life. I want to change my life. Mm. There's just too many of them to ignore yeah, it. Totally. And so, a couple of years ago, I, I my, the first idea of this book was it was going to be a like a, a eating and well being, yes. you know, thing. I spent about six or so months on that and thought, well, I wonder if people are going to wonder why I'm doing this. So I thought, right, I'm going to make it semi-autobiographical yeah. now. So I started telling a little bit about my story. And all of a sudden, that bit felt so strong. It was like, oh, I've got too much to say. Yeah. It needs to be a... So it ended up not being a health and well-being yeah. book and being a complete autobiography. But it, it, it comes from these messages. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm, I have to say, they're still... They're still there. I mean, even though I feel like I'm getting a message across, mm. I still see so much frustration. Of course, out but you're there. doing everything you can. And the first few pages, when you open your your book, A Better Me, can reduce. I know, reduce people to tears. You open up about your experience with um, even purging, mm -hmm. and that's a big thing to talk about publicly. And that's what also really impressed me with you, Gary, is that you have 
such confidence and it's very easy for people to say oh it's all right for him you know he can say anything he's invincible as you said before but you are still a human being and I think it takes a lot of courage to get out there and of course you refer a lot as well to your gorgeous wife Dawn I mean she is absolutely incredible but you also went through a hard time as well with her transition with diabetes as well yeah so you've had to look at a whole lot of different things but a lot of people call you couple goals you know we get the whole (laughs) you guys are the perfect couple do you have any secrets there Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. With, re- with our relationship, well, yeah, we've been, we've been together 19 years married and 24 together now. There you so, go. So uh, we're doing all right. <laughs> you are. Moment. Yeah. You are. But we've had, you know what, we've had more ups and downs than most couples, I think. There's been challenging things in our, our lives. But, but that makes you real. Uh, you know, I have to say that those, the, the, the things that often drive people has actually pulled us closer together, you know, and... and um, yeah, we're 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 at a very interesting time in our relationship because mm. our kids have, you know, they grow yeah. probably in the next next year. Both of our older kids will have left home, so oh, it's wow. a it's a it's a really it's a it's a time where actually we're coming back together again. We yeah. feel like, you know, we've been busy with the children, but all of a sudden we're getting lots of time back together again. It's your again, time now, it's, yeah. It's very nice. No, very it's, nice. it's really lovely to hear and actually being open about the fact no relationship is perfect, no matter what it appears online. And I think to go back to social media quickly as I'm well. I'm perfect, by the way. It's her. It's <laughs> yeah, the there problem. we go. Of course, problem, of course. Dawn, you know. I really hope if you're listening that yeah. that's not the case. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. I think it's just so important to think that we see filtered images and filtered worlds that now are not I mean I don't know what I'd have done filter though don't you yeah well do you know what on a bad day Gary yeah any day for me I mean, you know, any day now, I love a filter. filter. I do love it. You definitely don't need it. I mean, <laughs> what would you, you said in a book as well about humans not being robots. That was a really interesting phrase to me and that really, really stuck out. And in terms of people saying just get on with it and what's healthy, you know, is obvious. But we aren't robots. We're not yeah. programmed that way, are we? Could you kind of divulge on that a bit more? Well, that that's the problem, I think, with with this sort of uh, broad stroke of mm. eat this, do this. It's like, yeah. you know, it's got to, it's got to work for you. And yeah. it's also got to work for how my day is completely different to your day. To yeah. your, I mean, it's like, yeah. 
you have to tailor how you live to 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 you know what you're doing and mm. and i th- i think um it's it's a tr- it's a tricky saying because you know to say listen to your body well well oh but my body's telling me i need chocolate it's like no not not that sort of not not the sort of listening where we need another cup of coffee or whatever but but truly listening mm. to what your body needs and wants mm. is, yeah. is 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 maybe something that does take time and you maybe need to be maybe need to have lived a few more years but but truly you know being able to learn to listen to your body is a is is a really good thing to have i think and do you do things for that do you do any meditation I or love you meditation. there you go yeah. and when did you get into that Actually, you know what? When when we started our chat today, we talked about um, um, the physical and the mental. The, yes. the mental's been the last thing for me. Yeah. It's the it's the bit that I actually and it should have actually been the other way because it's if hard, I, if I'd have got the mental right before the physical, I believe the change would have been easier. But yeah. who knows? Yeah. Um, but the mental thing has actually only been a few years for me, mm. um, and and I, I'm constantly looking for. For ways to take me away from music because I've got so much music going on. It's in your blood. To refresh yeah. my ears and mm. my uh, my view on a if I if I'm writing a piece of music or whatever, anything that gets me out of the studio is good. So like a run, yeah. a little bit of a workout. With your dogs, I see you taking your dogs. Dogs, out. I love walking the dogs. So anything that takes me away from the studio is a really good thing because mm. usually, actually, while I'm out walking, I'll get the answer I was looking for. Yeah. Either that or I'll walk back into the room and it feels like a new building and yeah. I sit and play the sound. Ah, I've got it now. There, there it is. Amazing. But meditation has been important for that for yeah. me. It's also very important when I'm performing. Yeah. I love to do some of that before I go on stage. Yeah. Because um, I always think the two hours I'm on is very spiritual. It's of a, course. It's a very, uh, you the know. The whole it's, experience. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I, I actually say I, I love it more than I ever did being, being on being on um, as a live performer, it's it's actually become my favourite part of the job, um, and I think it is that. I think it removes me from the world for two mm, hours. Mm. No phone. Yeah. No one can call me. Yeah. No one can email me. It's just I put my ears in, and it's me it's and the you. audience for two hours, and I love that. Oh, I, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something that sounds just almost unaccessible for some people because they to understand what it must feel like to be so immersed in an art. Yeah. And that's something that I think is a privilege, isn't it, as well? Like, it's so lovely to be able to have that. But you've had it in you from such a young age. And before we take questions from followers, because I've got loads of those, I've got a question for yes. you. Uh-oh. I don't know, but this is actually a non-nutritionally related one. As a musician myself in the past, do you think, um, looking back, Obviously, growing up, I know from your journey that you kind of taught yourself. You knew that's what you wanted. You chased it. You really have carved your career from nothing. And it's so remarkable. Do you think that social media has had or would have changed that growing up? Do you think it would have changed how you would have been right now as a musician? Maybe your writing or your inspiration? You know what? So so the whole rise of the Internet and the information and now the social media and Mm. making the world a very small place Mm. now. um, Because you were 19. It's definitely changed the world a lot. Mm. But there's some bits of the world it hasn't changed at all. And I Mm. still believe if you can sing Mm. and you can write a song that connects with people... It doesn't matter about social media. Yeah. It really doesn't. 
I, I remember hearing the um the uh, is it I think it's the second Adele album the one that yeah, were, yeah. The weren't yeah. crazy the yeah. one that yeah. turned it into a I remember taking it on yeah. holiday and I listened and I just went oh wow oh it's just nice songs yeah and a nice voice wow that's really different and I thought why is that different <laughs> it's so so timeless yes, that is back to basics so it doesn't matter about so if you've got a message if you've got your identity mm. and you can sing mm. it, it'll find its way yeah. it'll find its way and it might be through a radio show yeah. or or it might be through YouTube or yeah. whatever but it's still that doesn't change that you've still got to sit and practice and you've got to learn to sit. It, Putting that doesn't the graft change. in. So Gary obviously has put the graft in, and I think a lot of people today may just think, oh, overnight, you know, you could just play very well and write songs, but that took a lot of practice, didn't it? Well, I, I joined the um, and and this is something that that we really wash over in interviews. Yeah. That the band start. I joined the band when I was nineteen. Yeah. Now, if I just back up eight years, I did my first gig. The week after I was 11. Wow. Now, I promise you, from the age of 11 until I was 19, I'm guessing somewhere in the region of about 10,000 gigs wow. I did yeah. in those years. I used to do, when I could drive, <laughs> I used to do summer seasons in Blackpool. Yeah. I'd play in in clubs on an afternoon. I'd play clubs in the, I'd sometimes do two gigs in a night. I'd go from one club to, wow. I'm talking thousands of yeah. gigs. Yeah. So when someone goes, were you nervous walking on at Wembley? I'm like, no. No. And it's yeah. not because I'm cocky. It's, uh, it's your job. It's my second yeah. home being yeah. on stage. Um, so, yeah, I put the graft yeah. in. Yeah, Def- definitely. And I, that's and when, so important. When I hear about these ten thousand hour things, it's so true. Yeah. That is, it, yes. it really is. It, it, it's you've got to be master of your. It was one of the things when I used to sit on X Factor. It used to slightly annoy yeah. me. Yeah, Because you know, someone who like sung at the pub on a karaoke night, they come out on stage and they suddenly think that they they need a record contract. It's like, where's the hard work been? And and to take it one step further. If you really have never done a gig and now you're on X Factor, if it all works for you, at some point it's going to catch up with you and it's just the success is never going to feel as deserved as it does when you put those hours in. Oh, I could not agree more with you, especially the fast, it's almost like a fast um, churning wheel or cogs, isn't it? That people just want instant fame or... Fast track. Fast tracking, that's the word I'm looking for. Don't get me wrong, I love a fast track. Yeah, I mean, they're great for life in general. But not not in careers. (laughs) No, not when it comes to knowing your stuff. And I, I feel the same with what I've done. You know, I have degrees and grafting behind me to get to where I am, but a lot of people may just like I said see someone and think oh overnight that's what they're doing but lots of questions from followers have come in for you great here we go so the first one is from Joe Spinks and she has said I love you Gary that's That's a good start that's a very good start (laughs) oh I've been to over 40 gigs Um, what do you eat or drink to keep you so energetic on stage Mm -hmm. so it is a bit of a uh, it's a military operation a gig day because you want to be eating, for me, about three hours, no closer to going on stage. For digestion. Yeah, mm. and also for, for, for me, and I, I, whenever I say what I'm doing, it's for me. It's yes. not for everyone, this. Yes. But for me, I don't like anything too flavoured or okay. too spicy. Mm. or Because what you don't want is to be still 
digesting food mm. when you go on stage. Mm. You want to be very clear because yeah. I'm, I've got two hours of... You've got to sing your heart out. Got, you know, and you're breathing and, I mean, yeah. it has to be clear. So, yeah, your so, diaphragm is so close to that area, guys, yeah. that if you're pushing on that muscle, you, it's going to affect your stomach. Yeah. So I, I eat at least, and, and that would be protein, vegetables, all that sort of stuff, a very good meal. Um, but during, I swear, <laughs> for any concert, hydration. You must drink so it. much water. Water, because it's good for your voice, got to yeah. keep your voice hydrated. Yeah. Um, you that, must get through litres in a show. If you think uh, how much you sweat in a show, it must be a lot of water. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Water, that's the key. Good question, Jay. So Sarah has asked, my job is so stressful. Some days I want to pack it all in. How do you stay motivated? It's a bit motivated. vague, but... Um, yeah, it is really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because we all get days. Not wanting, <laughs> wanting to pack your job in is not a good sign. No. Um, yeah, staying motivated. Um yeah, I'll be honest. Mm. Like I, I, I am part of many projects, so I'm going on tour. But of course, at the same time, I'm writing a film. There's all these other things going on. It's incredible. Uh, and it's like how, how there's there's definitely elements of my job which feels like a job. Yeah. Some bits which I just spring out of bed for, but there's other bits where you go, oh god, here we go. How yeah. do you do this? And I think it's it's important to focus on the bigger goal. It's like okay, I'm going to do this today, but look where we're going to next week. You know. Mm. So I think always looking forward to the end game is a, is a good way of. I couldn't things. have answered that better myself. That's actually really, really good. Just remember your end goal. And you yep. do have to do some things you don't enjoy sometimes to d- get there. D- absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. completely. Uh, Lisa has said, my husband won't admit it, but he has very low self-esteem. What can I do to help him get back to being his best? I love it when a partner gets involved. I know, it's always I the best know. Way. <laughs> Couple things. Um, I know it's a tricky one, that is. Mm. Um, you know, I, I actually <laughs> hate to say it, but... <laughs> Exercise is so good. Yes. I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. there's this, this, I I usually say that if things are free, they're usually good. Mm. Like exercise. Oh, it's the best free thing. Going for a walk. It's like the free stuff's the best stuff. Yeah. Um, What's that song? The best things in life are for free. Well, it's like, it's (laughs) like, it, because they're the wonders of the world, yeah. those things. Yeah. And, and, and probably if someone could sell it, they would. Um, so but, true. But, um, but, like, there's this thing that when you do exercise, you just get, like, this hit for an hour afterwards. Yeah. You just feel amazing. And if I exercise in the morning, if I go and do some yoga and some Pilates, any of those things, I just know I'm going to have the best day. And it's yeah. going to take someone really bad to ruin mm. my day. Yeah, no, I love this so much research. It says if you exercise, you boost cognition, you boost brain health, you boost even how long you live, like right. just as much of your mood. So yeah. walking is cool. Okay, Dan has said, I can't start the day without my fry up. What breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> What's breakfast like at the Barlow's? <laughs> Bre- breakfast is like um, if you've ever been to Euston Station at oh. about twenty past seven in the morning. Oh, we've gosh. got two kids going off to school. Uh, the eldest going off to work. Yeah. Usually Dawn going to the gym. Yeah. And then tr- us trying to decide who's taking them one way. I mean, it's chaos. <laughs> and I actually have to say that I don't eat breakfast with yeah. everyone. I don't like rushing or walloping mm. food down me. I, I need like a ritual. space and peace to mm. 
really just sit and eat slowly. So I give up. I, I go later. Yeah, I go for later. some mindful eating. It's a yeah. very good tip there. Do it at your pace. So we're now moving on to my favourite part of the podcast, and that is called Fact or Fiction. Quick fire round, Gary. Okay, I'll so you, I, I know, I know, I know. So you answer fact or fiction. Okay. Okay, diets don't work. Oh, that's fact. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Eating healthy is expensive. Oh, that's fiction. Bingo. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Fiction. Social media is more positive than negative. Ooh. Ooh. More positive than negative. I know. Oh, God, that's a tricky one. I know. I'm going to go for fiction. There we go. Yeah. Um, carbs are the enemy. Mm, fiction. The, the more famous you are, the most self-conscious you become. Oh. Well, that's going to be a person-by-person person thing. That that's I'll go true. for fact. Mm-hmm. You eat your five a day. <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah, fact. There you go. Yeah. Brilliant. That was a quick fact answer. Dancing is a form of fitness. Fact. I'm sure Dawn would agree with yes. that one as well. There's no better feeling in the world than performing on stage. Fact. Amazing. You aced the quick See fire that? round. That was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, do you think you would have found a love for food sooner if you weren't a musician? Um, oh, I don't know. Mm. Um, I think because food's had... You know, a lot of people see food as enjoyment. Mm. It's just something they enjoy in their day. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I think it was. You know, slightly disappointed it became a bit of an enemy for a while because it was definitely I my enemy for years. Yeah. Um, but we've made our peace now, mm. definitely. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I, I mean, I, maybe we, you had we, to go through that. To I, appreciate I feel like it. throughout this sort of chat, and it's possibly a good time for me to say this is mm. that. I've 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 answered things with a, a, a like an a, a, an authoritative voice, but I have to tell you, I am still working a yeah, lot of, of this stuff out, and yeah. and, and a, on a weekly basis, sometimes my views will change towards things. Yeah. Um, but in general, I do believe that a lot of the stuff we've talked about today yeah. are definitely the, the the staples I have in my life. That's so lovely to hear, and again, so refreshingly honest. We are evolving humans; we change our minds, our opinions all the time but no usually I'm perfect. right there you go but oh, Gary's yes. obviously always right yes. everyone listening yeah, just remember that everyone. yeah remember Thank that you. when you're rating this podcast <laughs> I don't know <laughs> he might come and find you uh oh uh oh <laughs> so that nearly wraps up the episode but with every guest we finish with a food for thought mm-hmm. So mine today is that there's more pressure than ever before to be healthy. And yet many, you know, many people I see in my clinic have lost the concept of balance and a kind of happy in between. And we should all be encouraging and supporting each other to live a lifestyle that makes us feel great and comfortable with the food we eat each day, which I know is something Gary tries to do on a daily basis with his platforms. Please do try and lead your life free from social comparison because that's a very big thing at the moment. Poor health, low mood, terrible diets, these things can all impact how you feel every single day. And just because someone is influential and has decided to go vegan or decided to do something or do this doesn't mean it's going to be right for you too. So you've got to find your own personal lifestyle choice. And as long as you believe in the power of positive nutrition and make informed choices to nourish your mind and body, then more often than not, you should live a long and fulfilling life with very few health concerns. So that's kind of my end. And obviously, I've had a chance to think about that before, but I'm going to 
throw Gary on the spot right now. And if you could give the listeners... That was so good, though. Thanks, Gary. I can't follow that. I don't know. I don't know. I can do most things, but that was like... That was like... You should be at church on a Sunday. That Uh, was beautiful. preaching it away. Thank you. I'll take the thanks for that. really beautiful. Thanks, Gary. You're still going to put me on the spot, aren't you? I am. I'm going to ask you if there's one thing you could leave everyone with. One food for thought. It could be anything. Food for thought. What would it be? Grief. Oh... Well, let me think about this. Apart from obviously oh, that buying was your so book. Good. <laughs> I, I've got that um I've got that feeling about your speech Aww, about comparing myself oh, I'm so to touched. <laughs> if you could see me right now, I've gone bright red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, listen, a lot a lot of the, the things you said there. We we where's where's our our sort of default uh, as humans is is to always think the worst, I think. Yeah. And and I, and I think um so often we we put up our own boundaries, yes. and 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 we, and and a lot of us spend our lives never trying to push against them. Mm-hmm. And um, I I do know that through through my career, the times that I've really taken a chance and taken a risk, it's usually paid off, okay. and not just because. I've been lucky or it's because I've actually taken the risk. I've yeah. actually gone, I've never done this before. I'm going to have a go. Mm. It always seems to work out all right. Mm. Um, so I would I would say that, that, you know, this we do we do live in an amazing, incredible world and, mm. and get out there and see it wow. and enjoy it. Gosh, well, that was pretty epic. Um, Wow. What a way to close the podcast. Um, I'm very humbled to be here with this incredible man. And Gary, thank you for sharing everything. So I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. It's heartening to know there's such a craving to hear from expert voices in a world full of confusing nutritional advice. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love what's coming next week. So click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And please do leave a five-star review. It really does help get our podcast out there and hopefully help more people. For more information about my nutrition clinic, books, healthy recipes, events, retreats, and so much more, please visit nutrition.com and follow me at nutrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Even if you're a good cook, Sometimes home-cooked food just doesn't quite taste the same as it does in a restaurant. For me, anyway, it usually comes down to a moment of panic when it's time to add the onion I forgot to dice. But having all the ingredients measured and ready to go makes all the difference, which is why I love Mindful Chef. I swear, using so many different ingredients is teaching me new cooking tips and tricks, too. I'm cooking recipes I would never have tried before. They're seriously expanding my culinary repertoire. To check out their recipes, head to mindfulchef.com forward slash food for thought, where you can get £20 off across your first two boxes and get a free cookbook written by the founders. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.